outside the off stump. Oh, he's caught it! I don't believe it! Tom Kohler Cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch at short third man. It's the end of Daniel Sams, and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Steve Tancock, Head of Digital uh, for Somerset CCC, Birthday Boy Ben Warren. Many happy returns, Ben. And La Voix du Cricket sur BBC Radio Somerset, Antoine Gibson, who is currently uh, on, vac- on vacances in France. En like- Britannia. En Britannia. En Britannia. It looks like you're sat in the front of your... Uh, your what's that a mobile long camping car a mobile car is that that's your new commentary box is it Gibbo that's it's sort of mobile <laughs> your answer to the better view, better view from me than you do from the blooming <laughs> cubicle he went early he went early we went early. is that your answer to the sky sports pod is it your uh your camper van yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely well, I'll tell you what, I look forward to seeing that touring uh, touring the various county grounds in 2024. Driving to Durham next year. Well, it could be, couldn't it? Are you praying that it's just the one fixture and it's at Taunton, Gibbo? No, no, I, I, I enjoy taking... I really would enjoy... Uh, Gibbo's, Gibbo's frozen. Um, I oh, suspect no, we might be in and out all evening with Gibbo. With his wife. Oh, he's back. Well, I suppose one trip for a four-day game is not too bad. Up and back for a T20 or a one-day is a bit of a is yeah, a bit of a chore. Half, half my family come from Durham, so I've got you know, I'm I'm always keen to see them do well. I'm delighted they've been promoted. I think yeah. we all are. Well. Yeah, I think yeah. we've all got a soft spot for Durham. Ah, oh, good birthday, Ben. Yes, yeah, been. Uh... Been full of meetings at work. Which oh, is, lovely! Uh, That's what happens when you get old, isn't it? Yeah. Any ju- uh, any juicy goss? Are we allowed to ask? <coughs> well, I suppose uh, we're allowed to ask. It's whether you're allowed to tell us or not. Membership goes on sale on Tuesday, the nineteenth of September. Is that the juicy enough gossip? Well, that'll do. If that's the best you got for us, Ben, we'll have to we'll have to make do with the slim pickings. Yeah, uh, so that's uh, day one of the Kent game. There'll be a few bits going out before that, I, I reckon. If you keep your eye on the. Uh, channels oh any contract news i couldn't possibly say all oh, right <laughs> he's, he's looking cheerful though he's looking <laughs> cheerful <laughs> that, that's that's encouraging Is this po- yeah, yeah, poker it wasn't, it well i think we all we are all we're all very keen to see uh lewis gregory and a couple of others put pen to paper but before we uh start speculating on our regular weekly rant and whinge and moan about why Lewis Gregory hasn't gone public with his new contract signing yet. Uh, so we have a little talk about Hampshire then, Gibbo. I remember talking to you <laughs> last week in front of an invisible palm tree where you said that, oh, we're going to lose to Hampshire and you were absolutely spot on. Um, yeah. Do you impart to, again, a... Uh, 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 not good enough, really. Performance uh, first innings with the bat. Now, if you'd like, I can just cut and paste where we talk about a lack of top order runs and the and the problems with opening the bat from an earlier podcast, and we can just all knock it on the head for this week. Or shall we uh, deal with with Hampshire in depth? The surprise for me was after being named in the squad that Andy Mead didn't take his place at the top of the order and and move Tom Lammerby down to the middle order where we thought he might be a bit more 
more comfortable. I think, Steve, I suppose that they are keeping the faith in, in, in Lammers. I, I think, yes. I don't know whether I'd be fair to say blind faith, but I agree with you. But then I thought afterwards that if Sean Dixon's on paternity leave next week, they probably didn't want to move Lamanby down to four and then back up to open again. And one assumes that Amid would take that place. But I'm, I'm just finding it hard that, you know, when we have the same problems in the first innings, when James Rue can't play the get out of jail card free for us, um, then, you know, it's almost inevitable. And it was, I, I found Anthony, I do feel sorry for him because it was pretty tedious watching, listening from a distance. Um, that sort of pitch doesn't do, and I'm not blaming the pitch for the results, so don't anyone accuse me of that. I just don't think those sort of pitches do any good at all. Um, but having said that, if you are going to perform in the championship, you have to put runs on the board in the first innings. And as you said, Ian, you could probably cut and paste about eight editions of this pod this just summer. Eight. and Probably, <laughs> maybe a bit more. Um, and just... You know, it, it, it's that air of inevitability, isn't it? That, you know, Hampshire probably got a few more than they should have done. Yes, Dawson caught and bowled, or, uh, but that happens. And then you thought once they got where they got to in the first innings, you were like, hmm, can see what's happening here. And that's what I find so disappointing. Just so, I was so proud at the end of that first day, the way that that bowling attack performed. And so unproud the next day at the way the batting lineup didn't. Yeah, 308 all out Hampshire in that first inning. So it was 109.2 over. So just in, just creeping over in, into the second day. Oh, you were pretty critical of that pitch, Gibbo. Um, oh, where's your money? Do we think Gibbo's frozen or not? I think he has. Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait for Gibbo to come back. Ben, we. Uh, you didn't make it there till day two. Is that right? No, it, oh. I, I, I didn't make it there at all in the oh, end. You know, oh, I thought you were doing the uh, the old live stream gubbins for the the club finals day, and then you were you were off down to to the Aegeus Bowl. But uh, yeah, that was the original plan. But uh, yeah, a few bits cropped up. But uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it was just really disappointing, you know, particularly after uh, what were they fifty for one? You know, in, in you know that at that stage, you thought, yeah, you know, they, they're going on okay. I mean, Hampshire bowled very well, but did you know? I think they didn't bowl. They didn't need to bowl that well. Mm. Uh, that's the worry, isn't it? Uh, it was Barker who hasn't had the best season, uh, but but uh, if I remember rightly, bowled bowled Somerset last year, maybe year. So yeah, I th I think just that was the w most disappointing thing is that it didn't take. A Herculean effort to bowl Somerset out, which it no. should have been on that pitch. You know, if 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 they, you know, Bass, Abbott, Barker, Dawson, they're a good attack and they bowl very very well. But they should have should have walked off that pitch after the first innings, knowing that they've had to really fight. For yeah, those. it should have been a blood seeping out your boots job, and it, and it wasn't mm. really. 137 all out in, in 54 overs, as you say, five for 32 for for Keith Barker. Um, Three for Liam Dawson and a, a couple of a wicket each for for a Bass and Abbott. So I think Keith Barker had only taken fourteen championships. Yeah, they were saying something like that. he's not had a great season with the ball, but he seems to, to turn it on against Somerset. Um, 
I'm just trying to cast my mind back to some of these these dismissals. Now TKC walked down the pitch, didn't he? Uh, I didn't see Andy Umid stumping. Tom Abel was pretty adjacent, wasn't he, with his LB? Um, Dixon first innings was that the one he had a bit a big slash out, or was that second innings? I think he was. He just sort of poked it one and edged it to yeah. slip. Mm. Yes, then, second innings was the big hit. Yeah, Lamanby, as is his want, seems to be getting caught in either the first slip or or by the keeper to a just a regulation defensive shot on or around our stump. I mean, that seems to be his. That for me seems to be the weakness that he's got to sort out because that's how he keeps. He seems to be getting out week in, week out. Yeah, I think and in, then the, in, he then in the second innings he was stumped for nine, which yes. you know oh, that yes. to me that to me is a sign of brain fade rather than anything else. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I think in the first, you know, given the fact he hasn't played cricket in a month, you know, and you know that's obviously, you know, whether he should have been picked on that that merit is 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 up for debate. But I think having he battled well. In, in the first innings, but he has got a tendency of chewing up a lot of deliveries and then not making it count. Um, you know, the the best players, if they survive fifty balls, they'll they'll go on and make an opposition really pay. And I know that opening the batting isn't straightforward in England, but that's even more reason when you face fifty balls to go and make yeah. make big scores. And you know, because you won't always face fifty balls, there's always and it's be the time. fifty most. About and you're going to be facing, you know, the, the two best bowlers at their freshest with a new ball. And, and so I think that's, you know, that that is, uh, you know, if you're an opener and you get through 50 balls, I think your conversion rate has to be a lot, lot higher than, than what is at the moment. And you know, and but you know, there, there was some some signs. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of sympathy in the second innings. He got a lot of criticism for being stumped, and I, I totally appreciate that. You know, it was a misjudgment. I think he's there's obviously a logic there that they're trying to disrupt a bowl of his leg. It was probably the only ball that Liam Dawson bowled that didn't turn. It so, just went straight on. So yeah, I can understand you can give him that, but then do you need uh... I think that there's there's probably a school of thought that if he just let Liam Dawson bowl at him without and he is a good he is a good player of spin. Yeah, yeah. And he yep. loses feet well to the spinners, so you know, I th- yeah, I think obviously execution not great. Whether whether he should have been doing his first over, maybe not. But but I, I don't think it was as shocking a shot as potentially it was made out to be. Um, it was just a player who's not in a lot of form at the moment. Just not the, the thing is, Ben, we we oh, I can't speak for everyone. I desperately want him to succeed, and it makes it. You know, I was actually at work in a meeting, came out of the meeting, flipped the score on, saw one down, saw it was Lamanby, and almost just went, oh, like that when I saw Stumped, you know? So I didn't see it live, but it's that, you know, just give give me something to, to back my faith in you, Lamans, you know? Because he, he is, I've said this on here so many times, he is an exceptional talent. He's got so many gifts. And you know, you know that we saw it, didn't we? In in twenty twenty, was not going to. I mean, his career is not going to say that was a one summer, but he has got the ability at this level to play not just beginnings, but lovely beginnings. And yeah, 
yeah, yeah. it's just so frustrating you're absolutely spot on you know I, what that 100 he scored against Essex in the Bob Willis Trophy final was was one of the better knocks I've seen over the, I wasn't there at Worcester um, I know Anthony was but um, the way he played at Harmer um, I don't think I've some, seen a Somerset player play Harmer as well as he did that day mm. and you know so he, he clearly has a lot of you know he, he, that was in a right arm off spinner bowling to a left hander which is which is a difficult proposition in second innings of a, any match I know that pitch at Lords didn't spin massively but the way he played that was was, was brilliant and you know I, I think it is going to be really important for him to establish where he's where his place lies in this team over the next 12 to 18 months you know if he's going to be in it um, because you know you cannot keep averaging 20 over the back no. end no. You know, I mean, I was uh, said the same thing. Um, I was talking about George Bartlett a couple of weeks ago about maybe why he hasn't sort of got a three-year deal with Somerset like he has at, at, at up at North Ants. And it feels like we're talking in the same way about Tom Lambie as we were George Bartlett. He's he's in exactly the same position now that he was twelve months ago. In that he's shown he's shown signs, but not really nailed that opening slot down I mean what's his numbers for um, 2023 uh, uh, 518 runs uh, from 21 innings high score of 78 uh, average 27.26 with 450s and no hundreds so he got a couple of hundreds last year didn't he so his numbers are, are probably you know a, a tick worse this year than they were last year and and the other and this you can never me- measure this, but the knock on effect it has on three four five, mm. because you know Anthony's still not been able to connect from the well blue yonder. But if Anthony was on now, he would say Tom Abel comes in in the third fourth yeah. over nearly every innings, and that means that quite often whoever's batting four. You know, I mean, perhaps that was the logic of batting a mead at four that we thought we'd need him over the batting <laughs> at four. And I've been slightly cynical about it, but I don't know. With two games to go, Kent at Taunton, I really do want to see Banton and Lewis Goldsworthy given a chance. And I would actually, I would actually take the opportunity of picking both if I could. And I know it's really revolutionary, but I'd say to the two of them, "Go on, then. You have two games now." I'd, I'd like us to finish at least. Was well, it fifth. fair to say to them you've got two games when well, you've got the addiction of all season. season? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of get yeah. what you mean. Yeah, not two, not two games to play for your your contract, but you no, know, no, no, yeah. two games. You've got the last two games, so they don't go into the Kent games thinking if I fail here, I'm not going to play at Edgbaston. We should still be looking, and then yeah, again, it's not what I want to be saying that we're looking at competing for fifth or even fourth. But the two games we've got are both winnable games. Mm-hmm. Now, Warwickshire are very up and down this season, aren't they? They've been really good at times and horrid at times. Um, it'd be nice to lay the bogey of Edgbaston a couple of years ago, that dreadful last game there. So oh, let's, yeah. pick, let's pick the strongest team we can. You know, and if the bat, if I think for me it goes back to if the batsman showed as much. Gut, and I, no, I've got to be careful because I want to say they're gutless, 
But from the outside of looking in, when you see how hard Jack Brooks and the others, you know, Lewis Gregory must have been struggling there with fitness. He, he put in a gargantuan effort in that first innings. Jack Brooks bowled exceptionally well. The other bowlers around didn't disgrace themselves. And after all that hard work, you could just imagine Jack Brooks putting his feet up in the pavilion on, mm. you know, before lunch on yeah, the second poor old day. Jack and Brooks, then going, yeah, five for, oh. yeah, five for 56 yeah. in that first innings. And then yeah. what does he get? 54 overs rest. So, yeah, he's back yeah. out bowling after tea. It's not great, is it? No. No. And that was only going to go one way at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, Jack Brooks was certainly a, a highlight. You know, I think that uh, you know he bowled really, really well, and I thought um, there was always a nagging thought. I think in the first innings, if Jack Brooks was, you know, no, no sort of criticism of Jack, but if Jack Brooks was just nibbling it a bit, bit of swing, what would happen when <laughs> when we bat? But um, yeah, credit to, to Jack. You know, he certainly you know put in a really big shift there, and, I, and it. It, when he took that fifth wicket, it was it was clear what it meant to him, and mm. you know it was only his second five foot, I think, for Somerset in first class cricket. So, um, you know, it's something that I know he will hold pretty pretty close to him. Yeah, Guildford yeah. twenty nineteen, I think, from memory, was the other one. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, oh, just got distracted here. That was been uh, Trez's last game, I think, wasn't it? Guildford twenty nineteen. It was, yeah. Gibbo's back. Or is he? Is this ethereal this, this G is, appeared on the screen? The ethereal and... G, that's a great nickname. <laughs> Your G's like, you know, gangster. So like the ethereal G. See, it sounds like a rapper, doesn't it? It does, yeah. You could have ethereal G and the Wurzels. That would that would pack him in at the um, there you go. awards dinner if Anthony was hosting and DJing it. Ben, well, that would be, that'd be, be our, one of our one about. day cup theme nights. Ethereal G and the Wurzels. <laughs> Gibbo, <laughs> how you doing? I'm back. You're back. Um, we were just going, kind of picking over the bows of some of uh, of Hampshire. Uh, we were just talking about uh, Jack Brooks's efforts in the in the first innings, belying his uh, his age. Yeah, he did well. He did well. He he bowled his heart out as as always. But as he said to said to me himself, he has lost a bit of nip, you know, at the at the age he is, and he's nearing the end of his career. And the bowling is going to be a worry against Kent, especially without Craig Overton. Uh, I don't know about Casey Aldridge whether he's going to be fit or not. But um, I, I think the thing that. We, we were out bowled and out batted by Hampshire. It was, it was simple as that. They bowled better than us, and we, they batted better than us. Um, what worries me about the, the run into the the end of the season is Tom Abel's form as much as anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't he hasn't caught runs in uh, red ball cricket, um, or you know, he didn't he didn't get many in the hundred, and he didn't do much in in the blast either. And when I talked to him at the end. He was as you know. He clearly was worried about his own form, and he's our main man at the moment. But um, before the uh, before the Wi-Fi completely evaporates, I'd, I would like to see Tom Banton and Lewis Goldsworthy well included in the side for Kent. We were just saying that. I mean, uh, both have both have made uh, well. They haven't made the strongest of cases because uh, they are both playing for the second team at the moment. Uh, uh, against Worcester at the Vale, and they both uh, they both only made five today. Um, 
Uh, Somerset, 91 for 8 in 32 overs, responding to Worcester's 297. And it's got to be left to uh, Rue Jr., Thomas Rue's 14 not out, and uh, Blaze Baker, uh, younger brother of Sonny, uh, to steer us out of trouble. I did, I saw a couple of those uh, nice little in swingers from Blaze that you clipped up uh, and put on social media, Ben. I just cast my mind back about two or three years, and uh, there was a couple almost identical. Big booming in duckers from Sunny. So uh... yeah, it was a funny old day at the Sporting Vale because they um, they had Worcester about sort of seven or eight times for not many, and then uh, I think it was number sort of eight and ten put, put on a huge stand, and then they've uh, oh yeah, the sort of Scott, eight, five and Gibbon eighty four. So yeah, so yeah, but I mean, yeah, Blaze this was certainly uh, yeah. Has bought a couple of decent balls there, and you know he, he looks a looks a good prospect. Of sort of uh, in in swinging, sort of uh, medium pace. So uh, yeah, he looked a looked a good prospect. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the, that's the disappointing thing about you know that for the second team last week against Surrey, there was a lot of inexperience. So you could kind of you know put that down as a bit of a a non game, but. This this one's a bit different, really. The, the, yeah, the, the Daly and Aldridge are there, but neither of them bowled. Um, Maybe three was, wickets for, for Young Blaze, couple for Old Ned Leonard, and three for for Archie Vaughan. I presume bowls off spin like his old man. Um, yeah. Ben Green opening the bowl. I mean, with the best of respect to Greener, he's not he's not what you call a classic new ball bowler, is he? As in sort of banging it in back of a length trying to get the outside edge or or whatever to, with, with the new the new ball so um, yeah none for 33 off 7 um, and JP Haywood not sure who that is but you've got a couple of wickets to 37 from his 5 overs but yeah no, uh, Aldridge not bowling and Davey not bowling which is strange you think given that they're in the side to get few overs under their belts before next week because the cupboard is looking pretty bare for uh for yeah, bowling wise i think they're both still hampered by by their injuries i know case i, I spoke to Casey um yesterday no friday and and sort of he was in the gym working hard um but still was saying it was sore um his side so um and, and and Josh um, was was again in the gym today. I know he's down on the card, um, but um, I it you know obviously there's a week to go before the Kent game, so it's mm -hmm. good that they got this this rest week. But I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't play because um, they you know they still seem to be a little way off at the moment. So we got yeah. then. Well. Bring your big skipper is all I'm going to say. Hey, is Bring... Gregory going to be fit to bowl? He didn't look very fit down at um, Aegeus Bowl. No, four overs in that second dig, wasn't it? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I think looked... probably the second innings, they, they, it was a strategic, let's yeah. let's not burn him out with Craig getting called up and injury doubts around. So it's probably the, the, the more of a, just a let's not run him into the dirt sort of set up, but um, so yeah, I'd like to. I'd hopefully Lewis is is fit and um, and Jack Pittish, 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 yeah. 
Oh, well, you, you probably want to play four bowlers plus Lewis, don't you? So yeah. if you're going to say you would pick, assuming everything else is equal, Josh Davey, Neil Wagner and Jack Brooks, as three of those four. Josh Davey, it sounds as if he's going to be fit. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying if, well, if, if you... Going to be fit, so we can forget Josh Davey, we can forget Casey Aldridge. We've got half-fit Lewis Gregory. We've got no Craig Overton. We've got Jack Brooks, you know, who's doing his best at his okay. advantage. We've got Ben Green, who bangs it in. Yeah. Um, Wagner. And you've got Wagner. Oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't quite the force that he was. I was disappointed down at the Aegeus Bowl. He didn't, you know, he didn't really go for that, um, you know, leg theory stuff against the, the right-handed batsman, digging it in short. He tried it a few times. It didn't really work, and I don't know. Very, very slow pitch, though, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was dreadful. Pitch, yeah, it's it one you kind of. Pitch. It's almost one where there's you. There's no real merit to banging it in short when it's a, as flat and lifeless as it was. Yeah, it was, a, it was I don't think you can judge Neil Wagner too much on that. On that, I'd be interested to see what sort of pitch we prepare against Kent. Whether they'll give him a bit of pace to work with. But... I doubt it. Well. Well. Of course, say we haven't had much pace in any of the pitches we've had there exactly. taunted yeah. so far yeah. this year, so it's difficult to be see. Be surprising. It yeah, I, I mean, flat as a pancake. Before we move on to the sides for Kent, then anything else on um, on the, on the Hampshire game? Look, TKC batted well second time round. Um, yeah, he did. He, he batted very them. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just kind of shows really. You had three scores around the, you know, the. Between three oh eight and three thirty, okay, all right. Hampshire's was for three declared, um, but yeah, just what an outlier that hundred thirty seven all out is, and that's that's really what cost us the game. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. nice to see Dixon get get sixty in the in the second innings, but it, again, it was again. It's what you say. You just, need to go on. It was just a shame that he he couldn't go on really because again, he's still waiting that first Somerset hundred and. And uh, you know it. Uh, you know it must. You know it must be brilliant for a new new signing to get their hunt and a hundred under their belts early, and it just hasn't happened for Sean, has it? So um, you know I'm sure I'll be pleased to have got the, got the sixty odd. But he was bowled through the gate. Bowled through the gate. The opening batsman shouldn't be bowled through the gate. You know, not on that pitch. You know. Well, they should be stumped either, Anthony. <laughs> True. Well, oh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what was going through Tom Nunnery's head then. I just he batted, so, he batted so well, and then he, you know, giving Dawson yeah. the charge. Don't worry, we, he, we've dissected it through uh, through the, all sorts of various lenses while you were trying to get the Wi-Fi on, Gibbo. So don't worry. But again, yeah, that that second innings is is really uh, a case in point of people of, of guys not going on. Dixon. 63 in and out, Umi 25, TKC okay, got 84, but you're getting thinking on that pitch. Once you're in, you should be in for better breakfast. You know, Rue 36, uh, Gregory 34 as well. So, all guys you think are capable of going on and getting big runs, and it didn't really happen for them. I think by the time TKC was going on the fourth day, there was probably quite a bit of spin and bit of variable bounce and the ball, the ball he got out which he did turn quite sharply out of the rough so uh, yeah. but yeah 
On to Kent then. So this is my proposed lineup, assuming Dixon is on on his uh, paternity leave. Umid Lamaby, Abel, Goldsworthy at four, TKT at five, Rue at six, Banton at seven, Gregory at eight. I did say over at nine before he got picked in the English squad. So Brooks at nine, Wagner at ten, and then my eleventh. I'm going. Well, it's either Green, Bashir. Well, De well, De obviously it's Davy or Aldridge if they're fit. If not, between Green or Bashir. Well, we'll call that my twelve. <laughs> I reckon Ned, Ned, Ned Leonard might be able to shout. Oh, Ned Leonard as well, yeah. Um, he's bowling for the twos. I think he got a couple of wickets, did he? Yeah, cup two for thirty-seven from his fourteen today for old Ned Leonard. Any advance on that then? No, I, I would go with that. I'm very happy with that. If we could get that team out on the field, I, I certainly like the fact that both Goldsworthy and Banton are in your twelve. Well, that's my top. My top seven is fixed, and then it's just well, whichever walking wounded we can strap a pair of bowling boots onto and get out on the pitch. I just, I just wonder about Tom Lambie though. Whether he. Whether he needs a rest, whether he needs a break, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what's happened to him. When you when you think back to twenty twenty and those three centuries that he got in the Bob Willis, and um, you know, and what's happened to him since, I just you know, Shane Berger must surely be trying to sort something out with Tom Nunn because he's such a talented cricketer, but he's. he's you know, he just hasn't scored any runs in any any format re recently, and it's you know it's really sad. And whether he needs mm. a break, I don't know. But, yeah. oh, I think only the player will, would really know that. And I think if he wants a break, he he would ask for a break. I mean, we are. I think what do we need? Two points to be mathematically safe from relegation, one or two, something like that. I think Kent are yeah, forty six like points behind but us. But we don't want to end we don't want to end another season with a whimper. No. Like we did no. last year, being beaten by an innings by Blooming Kent, <laughs> being bowled out by by Nathan Gilchrist, who we've rejected, you know. I mean, you know, it's it's not we have started the season badly and the, and we don't want to end the season badly. We need to end the season with, with two wins. And right. at the moment it's, hard, it's honestly hard to see it. Thank God that Zach Crawley won't be won't be playing for Kent. Otherwise, he probably two hundred and fifty and or T on the first day. Should we have a little chat about that England side? Because obviously, yeah. You know, congratulations to Craig. Oh, getting an England call up and, an, and another England cap is is a great thing. But this isn't the England team. This is the England Lions. Surely, how are these? Yeah, yeah, quite. They're not full one day. What's the point of playing these? You know. Three, two, three weeks out from the World Cup, however long it is. I think it starts 6th of October, 5th of October, something like that. Um, so what's the point of playing these England Lions games against Ireland? Because they're not full England tight. It's not a full England team. Because mm. if they were, Josh Butler and Stokes et al. Would all, would all be playing and it wouldn't be Zach Crawley, Craig Overton and the like. So what is the point? Money. 
Well, I was reading somewhere that like that one day internationals lose money or something like that, or I don't know. Oh, but yeah, it's. I think you hit the nail on the head there, but it's. But it it just seems strange that. Why aren't the full England team playing then? Contractually obliged to pay that play that number of games by Sky, I would imagine. Yeah. Don't want to be playing Stokes and Butler et al. To to quote what you said, Chef, and therefore, right, we need to pick players who. A, if we have need to call somebody up, they're ready. But B, we're not risking our frontline team. That would be my take on it. Just seems dark. My yeah, my data is just running out, so I'm going to have to leave you on that um, mm -hmm. unhappy note. But I yeah. will look forward to seeing you, Sheps, and you, Ben, next week against Kent. A much better yep. performance, we trust. Looking forward See you to soon. Give yeah. Cheers. Bye. Right. Should have crowdfunded some data for Gibbo. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's uh it's funny on that but anyway Mike, I think you've got about six podcast titles out of anthony in one evening there sure. I, i'll tell you what ethereal g and the wurzels that's that's going to take some topping uh, <laughs> yeah uh ben have you got a, a selection um uh choices for uh for Kent next week then I'm not sure if we're doing one before Kent or not we're probably going to have to be retreading this but hey, it doesn't really matter I'm sure we'll have we'll probably signed a few players and got someone on loan and some have gone out on loan and half the team yeah. will be injured before next week so who knows I think I'm the same as you there Shep I think as I say Ned Leonard would be my wild card pick potentially I think um, Sher Bashir probably I'd give him a rest. Mm -hmm. uh, might be might be that he plays against Warwickshire last mm -hmm. game of the season. Um, I doubt the pitch is going to spin anyway. So um, I think I'm probably not sure about Ben Green. I, I, I think that probably I'd rather see more of Ned Leonard and see... Because I think, again, with these... We call them youngsters. They're not actually all that young anymore, compared to you know the the, the, the years of that. There are they've, they've sort of come through and played some cricket. And I think we're going to need to see more of Ned Leonard to know if Ned Leonard is is going to be uh, you know an option on the on the cards moving forward in Championship cricket. I think you've got to play these people, and I know he's had mm. a taste of it here and there, but he's been unlucky with injury. And he's yeah, played he got... three games, has he? Debut in Lancashire a couple of years ago. Yeah. Played yeah. Hampshire the first game of last season where half the team were either injured or had COVID. Yeah. And he might have played one more since, so it's not he's not had a great deal of uh He's been unlucky with injury. Yeah. Um he bowled okay in the one day cut without saying pick me. Um a little bit inconsistent, but, but I think he you know what have you got to lose, really? You know, is he, yeah. Is he another if one you're not going to say potentially very give him these point. last two games? Yeah, because if you're not going to try them now, when are you going to give yeah. them a chance? Because you know, if next year at the same time we're in the contention, you wouldn't do it. Or if we're fighting to avoid relegation, you wouldn't do it. So that that's the that's the argument that I would go ask Banton to open, pick Goldsworthy at four, and maybe give Lammers the rest for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, we're in... Tom Banton loves batting against Kent. 
I know that's why Paul, but he's got cricket, a yeah. very good record. Get, let fun. him open. Say, go out. What, what, what have we got to lose if Banton goes out and gets a very quick 35 in both innings and Tom Abel is now coming in at 52 for one in the 10th over? That's an awful lot better than seven for one in the third over. But it, Let's try something a bit different. Yeah. Let's, you know. I, I, I'd be interested to see if Tom Banton plays. I guess the next question is how he plays. You know, he's, you know, when he, when he, I always go back to when he came on into the fourth, you know, that, that season in 2019, everyone harps on about his white ball talents. And yeah, they were amazing. They got him, got him sort of way up into the chain of England and franchise gigs probably before he was quite ready. But the, the, I think some of his most impressive performance that year are actually in the Red Bull um, game. He, 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 yeah. he, he's got a lot of lot of sort of without getting a hundred. He, he, he's got a lot of valuable contributions, um, notably at Guildford as well when he was in it against mm-hmm. Liverpool thirty-three. But he played properly. You know, he, he played really properly, and you know, I think. I well, still I think anyone who watched him in in the blast this year would have, would have seen that he's a, he just seemed to be a lot more correct a lot he was a, seemed to be a lot more top hand he just seemed to be hit timing the ball a, a lot more crisply um, you know he, obviously obviously he's got his repertoire of reverse flicks and and scoops and, and all this that and the other but he he didn't seem to be slogging not that he ever really was a slogger but there just seemed to be a lot more um, technical correctness to him this year. Yeah, I think if if he can find the tempo that suits, yeah, that's the, the word tempo. That's I, the word for it. I've also seen Tom play four day cricket where he's almost scared to play a shot, mm-hmm. um, and because he doesn't want to get out playing a reckless shot, and you know that also didn't really work for him. So I think if he can find that tempo, you know, I think I, I still think he's remarkably talented and and could go on and have a very good Red Bull career, but. Yeah, he's got to get in the team, and he's got to got to establish himself in the team. But yeah, for me, I just I just think that he's there is a lot of potential there. If you wrote, if you emailed or asked every seventeen head coaches around the country, would Tom Banton be in your Red Bull County Championship top six? How many yeses do you think you'd get? 16 because there'll always be one mad person in the 17 <laughs> but yeah I think he would I think he would I don't definitely know. I don't know but because I do think it's, it's a project it's a, but, it, but it has potentially significant reward at the, if, if they get it right because I think if you're looking at um, ways in which Somerset can manoeuvre themselves up the table in the next couple of years you know they're not going to do it by bringing in you know they're not going to randomly go out and sign four well-beating batters and bowlers. They're going to have to find the answers from within. And I think he's someone that, you know, if you're looking at ways for someone said to manipulate the way up towards the top end of the table, that's a project that they that if they got right could help that cause. Mm-hmm. And it was a project that was kind of on schedule, but it just seems to have stalled this season. Pretty much when I don't want to say that it was a mistake to sign Cameron Bancroft because at the time it was, you know, very touch and go with whether Tom Abel was going to be fit or not. And I think he probably came back a week or two earlier than 
than was predicted but it just then kind of log jammed all those batters in there and it just so happened to be Bartlett that got the nod and it could quite easily have been Banton that came in for whatever the third or fourth game whatever it was um, in, instead of Bartlett so you know it's a sliding doors a lot of the time is you you know you've got if your chance comes along you've got to take it and you know fair play to GB did take it marvellous hundred up at Middlesex another one against Knotts just a shame that he's uh, he's moving on to passages new but I mean it could be you know Banton could get the nod next season and and he could be away but I, I think he's, he's he's just got to play next week they both have him and Goldsworthy I mean, what would what, what you have said? I mean, there's there's quite a few incredible statements that we could have made at the middle of March that you'd have thought, what's he talking about? Sean Dixon being top scorer in the semi-final, the final on blast day. And you're going to sit here on the 18th of September with with neither Lewis Goldsworthy nor Tom Banton having played a championship game for some set. I oh, know yeah. Goldsworthy's had a yeah. few little injuries, but you, know, you would have thought at least one would have. Would have had a go, but uh, you'd, you'd uh, have. Yeah. I reckon if you'd have said the over under on appearances, you'd have started up for the two of them combined. You'd have started with at least ten. I, oh, yeah. I would have said at the start of the season that between them they'd play at least ten championship games. So, but I, I go back. And I'm going to say it. You know, if we can and the opportunities there, why not try something a bit different? And I'm not saying to Tom Bands and go and play T20 style cricket. But I mean, in terms of selection, try something different for two games. Yeah, see I mean, it's what not happens. reinventing the wheel, is it? It's you know no. our batting is struggling, and we've got two not okay. They're not proven batters in 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 the sense of they've got a massive body of championship runs to look back on. But you know they are solid enough championship players, and your batting has been letting you down for the whole season pretty much. It certainly has in the top order. So why not give them a go? It's always the story, isn't it? The if you're not in the side, the best way to be liked by the fans is to be not in a side yeah, that's you're always not a doing player very well. Outside. And it makes, yeah, it makes you a better player. But I'll counter that by saying, what have we got to lose now? Yeah, okay, Anthony wants us to finish strong. I get that. But if we aren't going to finish strong, I'd rather we didn't finish strong having given them to a chance than yeah. done the same and old it, thing. And it's, it's not like we're saying, oh, we'll, we'll pick Archie Vaughan and Thomas Rue for these last... Three games. You're not talking about the really, really young, unproven players, are you? Talking no. about two no. guys that deserve a chance. Yeah. Tom Banton's won T Twenty Finals day. He's been in a winning One Day Cup side, and you yeah. know played important innings in that game as well. He's done it on the big occasion. It shouldn't. It shouldn't phase him. I don't imagine. He seems to me a pretty upbeat and confident sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Lewis Goldsworthy is just one of those people you want to have in your side, in my view. You know. Definitely. Right. Shall we uh, move on to listeners' questions then? Because I've got a feeling we're going to get a mm-hmm. good few minutes out of, these, out of these. Richard Friedman. Now, I think Richard's got a little conspiracy theory going here. Yeah. We love a conspiracy yeah. theory. The recurring theme of Lewis Gregory's contract, writes Richard. Strange that him lifting the T20 Blast Trophy wasn't on the 2024 membership marketing materials. <laughs> is this where Ben says it was, and we all missed it all? So it was, yeah. It is the, the trophy. The trophy lift is in there. Yeah. Calling Richard a liar. 
We're sure it's on there. Uh, so are we, are we saying a Richard conspiracy theory denied? I'm just going to look it up. It must be on there. Uh, right. Uh, AK has asked, how do we as a club move forward to actually compete for a championship title next year? Bowling unit is ageing. Young bowlers don't quite look ready to take over and the batting this year has been rather poor outside of Rue. But unlike the bowling, there is plenty of talent. Well, um, I think AK's pretty much nailed it. We need to improve our young bowlers from within and we need to find that magic... You improve. Yeah. You improve for the start by getting Devon Conway and Matt Henry back next Ooh. season. That would Devon Conway. You know, we, so we, we we're jamming up the batting again. No. No, we're not. I'm no, gonna because we're. I'm going to grab another rascal. Talking about yourselves for two minutes. So your my theory there is, you have Devon Conway or his ilk, but I wouldn't go away from Devon Conway. And a few weeks ago, we were one of the best bowling sides in the championship with Matt Henry. So, you know, Matt Henry makes a difference, a huge difference. You know, we've got we've got no Craig Overton. We've got no Jack Leach. We've got a half-fit Lewis Gregory, and we've got an unfit Josh Davey at the moment. You get all of them fit. Bash will have had a season under his belt and I'm sure he's going to come back a better player next year and that's that's a development if you want a second spin option. James Rue, I don't think James Rue's going to have a anything but an upward traje trajectory there and you wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of the other youngsters we saw in the Metrobank pushing as well. So I don't think we're that far away. I, I just think we've got to sort out the top of the order and if we could get if we could get where we were averaging, you know, over 50 in the season for the opening partnership, I think it would fall into place. I don't, you know, it's not, it, it, it's, somebody once said it sort of clicks and I think it might well click. And I know I'm, people are going to say I've got my maroon and black tinted glasses on again. But when you look at other teams and, you know, you said a minute ago, Chef, certain team first-class county coaches were offered Tom Banton. I look down a lot of the sides in top division and I'm like there's not a huge number of people in there that I would jump at if they came and knocked on my door tomorrow and said I want to play for Somerset you know, and you've always got to look at that haven't you I think other clubs at the moment are getting more out of what they've got than we are and I won't say any more than that I'd let everyone interpret that in its own way I think next season is going to be really difficult to recruit overseas players I think it's going mm. to be a, such you know, a congested it, schedule but then it's got to be difficult. It's got to be difficult for everybody else as well. So it it, yeah. it levels itself out, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not 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 saying that Somerset are a disadvantage by that, but I think it's it's going to be very very tricky to see Matt Henry in bowling in a blush wow. Somerset um, next year, which is sad, isn't it? Really, because that's unless we what, kidnap him. Can we do that? Unless, unless we uh, <laughs> somehow, unless New Zealand somehow don't pick him in the. In a World Cup squad, which I'm probably thinking that they can't start some win. sort of disinformation campaign. Do you, do you know anybody in like? Can we start a Russian bot farm going on like to discredit Matt Henry? No, we can't do that. We couldn't do that. As much as we'd love to see him, uh, see him back at Taunton next year, he will see his his first loyalties to to the Black Caps. Did you see their uh, squad reveal video? That was amazing. Have a look at that. It's it's one of the 
Most heartwarming and cutest things I've ever seen. I won't spoil it for you, but if you just have a look on your socials for the for the New Zealand Black Caps World Cup uh, squad uh, reveal video. I'm going to yeah. share my screen to you, Shep and, and Steve, for the next 10 seconds so you can see... Just the next 10 seconds. The 11th Lewis second Gregory. must be Lewis Gregory's contact. See Lewis there Gregory. Yeah. What have we got here then? Yeah, Gregory lifting the trophy. Yeah, our region rises. Right. We rise as one. Loving it. So, did you? Did you? I'm. I missed. I. I'm sure there was something down on the left hand column about contracts and ins and outs and stuff like that. And <laughs> contract announcements, 2024, something like that. But yeah, so to answer your your question, AK, I think yeah, recruitment is going to be difficult. Um, the batting has been, yeah. I mean, twas ever thus, I suppose. Uh, Kit Harris, uh, if you were a neutral observer, would you advise Tom Banter to leave Somerset? No. If I was Tom Banton's agent and I was Tom Banton, I would want to have a real. Frank sit down and discussion with Sarge and Jace I think I think that's only the, fair the I question think... for me is does the do the positives from the T20 outweigh any negatives that's mm -hmm. that's got to be a prime consideration but I again I find I would find it hard to justify why he hasn't been given a chance in Red Bull this season so you can I can yeah. see where Kit's going with that yeah it's probably Kit's probably asked the question I've asked myself and then gone, no, don't ask yourself that. Don't think <laughs> about it. But yeah, I mean, going back to what we said about, you know, the, the other 17 first-class coaches or selectors or whatever, you've got to think at least 10, 12, 13 of them would like to have Tom Banton in their top six. What, what worries me is if Worcester should come back up, is there a, you know, there's a bit of, yeah. I know Warwickshire, Worcestershire. In that way, yeah. There is a bit of a connection there, and that you know you've got to look at that as well. What teams would he potentially, you know, if you're going to Tom Banton, you're going to go to somebody else who say, okay, you know, I'm going to come and join Lancashire. Well, their top order is pretty solid at the moment. Would he get a chance in there? So that's a consideration as well. But you know, Worcestershire coming up could well be something he looks at. Yeah. Could be. I mean, if I was if I was Banton, I'd be pretty pissed off that I'd not managed to get a go yeah. in, in in Red Bull cricket. And I don't know. I don't know if Bartlett have having had a go and then leaving is just makes it stick in the throat a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, I think we all, you know, I, th I think the reason that that Bartlett's left is they're you know they're they're all fairly legitimate reasons and we wish him well he's getting a, he's going to get much more of a gig in white ball cricket for North Ants than he is, is for us I think that was a big factor in a three year deal as well so let's just hope that they don't start a Saudi Arabian pro cricket league and sign him they for 250,000 a week well okay oh, yeah, if I've missed it then if I they have well, but... they probably started one somewhere oh Mike Unwin, what jigsaw would you like under your Christmas tree? Well, you're a couple of months early there, Mike. Um, I don't know. Jigsaws? 
Black and Decker one. There you go, just to give you the old switcheroo. Oh, very good. Uh, I don't know. Roll off. Roll off doing the roll off. Camper van. There we go. Yeah, or jigsaw, or jigsaw of that lovely drone shot that of the of the county ground, or I don't know. I, I know what I know what the answer is. Anthony would like to make a jigsaw out of the commentary cabin at the end of the season. Let's do it. It 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 needs its Viking longboat funeral down the tone with it set ablaze. So. <laughs> Uh, Trev, uh, big Trev asks, not neutral, but depends on what oh, I think he's answering. He's answering somebody else's question. See, when people dive into the notifications, it all gets confusing. He does close with, though, the grass is not always greener on the other side. See, hose slash sails. Sails. Oh, sail. He must sail. Only sail. Yeah, but then I, I could sort of. Not every player who's left, who's left Somerset has gone on to worse things. I.e. Nathan Gilchrist and of course Jamie Overton, but uh, mm. but I think if you leave for the right reasons, I don't think anybody can uh, uh, cannot wish you well. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Ak goes on. Oh, he's got a two-part question. You need to put thread if you have a two-part question. Uh, Abel, has, Abel has shown frailties and lack of improvement for example Lamaby has all the talent in the world looks extremely solid in the defence but finds ways of getting out is this due to coaching or mentality uh, I think we've had a good go on Tom Lamaby tonight uh, there was one other good question mm. which I thought was good from Scott Wilson Ah, this is uh, non-cricketing related uh, in well, insofar as what goes on on the pitch given the outgrounds have sadly been done away with. Do you think Somerset could do more to make the county outside of Taunton feel this is their team? I regularly visit Bath and you see next to nothing about Somerset cricket there. This year on the night of the T20 quarterfinal, you wouldn't have known the county had a big game. Could they show big games on big screens in places like Bath, Wells, Glastonbury, etc. Or even have temporary club shops visiting these towns with players doing signing sessions on days off? Good points. I mean, obviously, Bath is a big rugby town. Um, yes, good question. Yeah. Um, we, we do do a few bits and pieces. Um, it's probably difficult to do things quite as drastic as show quarterfinals on big screens in, in towns around Somerset through the lights of licensing and, and bits and pieces. They're quite, that'd be quite a significant project. Um, but the, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's be fair. When it's when it's you know a football semi-final you'd, in Manchester, it's very rarely on a big screen and the fans are there. So I, I kind of get Scott's point, but it's not. There, there are certainly a lot of things that we um, are trying to do. A lot of it's kind of um, more working with sort of um, playing side and trying to engage with local communities through sort of the foundation and, and bits and pieces rather than sort of putting up billboards of Somerset versus Kent coming soon in, in Bath. But um, yeah, it's a really good question. You know, we are, we are kind of um, always looking at ways in which to do it, but there's more that we can do to kind of engage with, with people outside of Taunton. Um, a lot of stuff we do digitally, but there's, there's, there's a lot more that we can do to engage with those people. Yeah. Certainly don't disagree with the, the, the comment. Are we going to see some of the, the Metro problem... Bank Cup games possibly going to outgrounds? No. 
I was just going to say, I mean, my my formative years, Dad and I, I probably could count about seven or eight grounds in Taunton that I've seen Somerset play on, as well as Torquay. Um, And because we actually weirdly played a minor counties side in the Benson Hedges Cup at home down there for some reason, I remember years ago. But that was the case, and I am not exaggerating, where the club towed the club caravan, which was like the secretary's office and printed the scorecards. And that was pretty much it. You know, now from an accountant looking at it, Ben said to me, right, Steve, can you do me a budget for shipping the whole process up to Bath for one Metrobank Cup game in August? You know, leaving aside everything else, you've got to get all the live stream equipment up there because people wouldn't be very happy with, sorry, there's no live stream because we're playing at Bath today. You've got all the advertising stuff now. And the flip side of that is that the fact that the county ground is such an amazing cricket venue now owes the fact that the club has invested there and hasn't diverted money elsewhere. So much as I've got sympathy for people in Bath, Western Supermare and you know my dad dad used to take his annual holiday so that the second week coincided with the Western Supermare Festival and we had some fabulous days up there we used to go to the Bath Festival most years as well as well as going to places like Westlands in Glastonbury and that for um, job player league games so I, I get it but that's not the way the game is now and it's just it's, unless somebody if somebody's going to give us an endowment, us the club an endowment, mm. means we could fund doing that. But I suspect, Ben, that the, mo- the amount of money, if you sat down and costed it, would be pretty eye-watering to move, you know, just say a, a T20 or a Metrobank game to one of those grounds, let alone a championship game. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 twofold, isn't it? It's your costs. It's your costs plus your revenue lost versus your revenue lost by not playing at the Cooper Associates because mm. you take every Metro Bank game, we have 5,000-ish crowds, you know, great entertainment going on. Um, it's everything from, you know, you mentioned it, Steve, in terms of shipping stuff up to, to, to another location, security, security, safeguarding, you know, hate, you know, all of the ground, the, the quality of grounds, um, mm-hmm. You know the pitch. You know the, the, these these are things that you know. I know other counties do it. I'm not saying that you know we're in completely alien territory. Other counties have done it, but you know, it's not. I think Somerset's got a very strong fan base um, that that are um, we're, we're sort of unique in the Metro Bank, for example, that we've got such huge crowds. So I think a lot of a lot of grounds are playing it out grounds because the positives outweigh the, the negatives mm. in terms of the revenue because they're only getting 1,500 people in. You can accommodate 1,500 so people. Yeah, so if you're getting 1,500 people in at Old Trafford, for example, it it makes sense maybe to lift and shift it to Southport. Yeah, And then the people up here will say last year, was it they took a game to Sedbra, which wasn't even in Lancashire and is in the back of mm-hmm. the back of nowhere and really hard to get to. And there was no public transport there. Yeah. So you know that's that another was thing with the Taunton, fact that the probably link, the cost of the transport links to Taunton are, are absolutely top notch. Two minutes off the motorway, two minutes from the train station. Can't ask for my much more. It's another positive, isn't it? But I guess if you look at those outground examples, that there's 
there's more benefit to, for the Lancashires of the world because the benefits of bringing cricket around the counties that absolutely there is a benefit to doing that you know we'd love to be able to take cricket around more of the the, the county but um there's not the there's not the drawbacks financially because you know lancashire would have had i don't know 1500 people go to a metro bank cup came at old trafford or, but they could fit 1500 at or whatever so mm. Um, it's not their main source of income. They have a hotel, they have test cricket, they have, you know, so, you know, whereas our Metro Bank Cup is a big, big source of our revenue. So, um, you know, you'd be, a, you'd be financially very, very, very challenging to do anything. There we go, Scott. It'd be nice to do, but I think the... Uh... Just logistically, I just can't. I just, I'm just picturing you, Ben. One day, just seeing an email come in. <laughs> We're having a metro, this Metro Bank one day cup game at, at Bath. Can you pack up all the live stream stuff? <laughs> ever, it would ever, be worth ever... actually, worth actually getting the new chief exec and just saying to him as a wind up on the first day, can you send Ben an email in March <laughs> saying just I've got a couple of things, Ben. One thing I've decided is exactly that. We're going to move our second home Metrobank game to Bath. Um, yeah. Can you come back me with Costing's proposals by the end of next week, please? Well, it'll be I mean, me. Not... It'll be me stood with my iPhone like that. Just. Well, I mean, no, that's all... the point. Um, was it Derbyshire? Their live stream went down, didn't it? When they were playing at. Uh... Was it Derbyshire? One of the. Durham. Durham. Yeah, the the live stream went down. But it, so... it, yeah. But it is. It's all on the quality of the internet, really. That's you know, if you've got a good quality internet, then you know, you can effectively pick it up and plug cameras in, and and hopefully it all works. But if you've not got internet and you're playing at some ground without a lot of signal, <laughs> you've got the best technology in the world. But if you can't get it, get it into someone's house because the internet's not not playing ball, then you ain't got a lot of hope. There we go. So I'm not keen. <laughs> no, <laughs> I. It would be nice, but yeah, like you say, the the logistics and all the the, the cost involved. It's just you know, if it's something the club's going to lose money on for the sake of a few people getting a, a train from sort of Western Supermare to Taunton or, or wherever, I think it's. I think all the reasons that we've we've come up with are, are valid ones, and it. It really does. It really does actually seem to be only the bigger TMG counties that do it. I know, do Glamorgan still play a game at Colwyn Bay? I can't remember. I know they stopped playing at Swansea a long while ago. Um, Gloucester don't really do it, do they? Cheltenham Festival. Oh, the Cheltenham Festival. I don't think there's an example of a county that would, would sort of Worcester? have a big crowd that they would diminish by playing it in outground. You know, I think that the, the only argument mm. you possibly make for a Somerset would be to play a championship game out, out, outside of Taunton because, in theory, the, the audience there of, you know, we get a rough average gate of 2,000 people. But that's still a that, lot. That's still, still a, huge, that's still a lot for still, a club ground to cope with. Still, you'd still lose on that, no question about it. But you, you, you're sort of losing a lot less than the five thousand to eight thousand that would come into a white ball game. So, 
I don't think there's any other examples out there where a county would has sort of sort of taken a sacrifice on sort of sixty percent of their expected audience to play out ground cricket. So there we go, Scott. Hope you've answered your question there. Um, I think that's it for um, listeners' question. Lord Lupin, uh, Durham fixture twenty twenty four. A must, surely. The ECB cricket bad boys together. Although I know Hampshire got fined as well for having a bit of a dodgy pitch. I didn't see the ins and outs of it, but Simon Lee is uh, in trouble again with the powers that be. Um, any other business chaps? Not for me. No, I think we're all, uh, all good. Happy days. Thanks we'll let Ben go and cut his birthday cake or whatever. <laughs> well, I've got to go. We've got a uh, Max Waller golf day at Dayton in uh, Dayton Park Golf Club in Newton Abbott tomorrow, so I've got to do it. Finish up a couple of more uh, bits for that. Uh, we starting off bright and early. Uh, uh, get everybody sent off away. I'm not playing, thank God. I'm, uh, I'm not a very proficient golfer by any stretch of the imagination. As somebody once said to me, it must take a lot of balls to play golf the way that you do, Shep. Oh, dear. Wah, wah, wah. And on that high note. On that note, we'll uh, we'll leave you till next week when uh, we're probably going to be getting together again to talk about the Kent game like. Uh, like we have done in uh, in the last hour or so. Good night, everyone.